Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. After learning the history of the blood game movement, Ra-Ra takes Venom up on his offer to rep that red and dirty jersey. People began embracing the movement, looking for that feeling of family, love, and bond. Some understood the movement, and others had a hidden agenda for their newfound power. In due time, murder 
betrayal, and other acts of violence flood the streets of Newark and surrounding cities. Take a ride with Itchy Move and read all about how life in the hood goes with no holes barred. Bloodstain. Available now through Street Dedication Publishing. Are you or someone you know a pet lover? Would you love a custom, high-quality, and affordable hand-painted pet portrait? Artist John R. Havrila is unbelievably talented. His paintings are so lifelike, and they need to be seen. Each custom painting comes complete with handmade frame and is ready to hang on your wall. He can combine current and past pets in one portrait, all from your photos. No deposit required, no extra charge for additional pets, and gift cards are available. What are you waiting for? Log on now to order your perfect gift. www.doggiepaintings.com There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, They become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it, that you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas, 
to the graveyard with him. Listen to me. If it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs, but they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard, we will find inventions that we never, ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is, what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience. Day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on eat. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Well, it's vicious, but you strong Taking care of business and your home Say cut this song, cause it's your song See, I know he did you wrong You passed that, cause you grown Holding it down on your own It's solid as an earth stone 
even when your back's against that wall, your instinct takes over, so you can conquer all, and I have nothing but respect for your elegant intellect, don't let this world get you down, get that weight up off your chest, cause when you stay prayed up, blessings come down, carry yourself just like a queen, then kings will come around, infatuated with her aura, can't do nothing but adore her, so there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for so put your ones up, for sisters elevation. Cause if God made us, let's take care of God's grace. Ain't no Can you what she faced, never gives up, she holds it down. Works all day and night, if she's gotta come what may, and she'll say. It makes her strong, 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 that much stronger. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my sister. Beautiful soul sister, manifesting inspiration when my spirit needs that lift up. I know this well is vicious, but you strong. I have feelings that lie way deeper than digging the love zones. It's something about your vibe that should be treasured. Her soul side lives in her message. Her presence is my pleasure. I know her past was aggressive. It left her in question. Where will all that stress in? So she can receive that blessing. But overall, my queen walks tall. Her love's out of this world, like solar system stars. I want to be where you are, no Michael. To be that man of faith that puts her into all your bad cycles. Infatuated with her aura, can't do nothing but adore her. So there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for her. So put your ones up for sister's elevation. Because if God made us, let's take care of God's pain. Can you see she faced, never gives up, she holds it down, works all day and night, if she's gotta come what may, and she'll say, it makes her strong, 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 that much stronger, hey, yeah, 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 my sister, beautiful soul sister, hey, yeah, yeah. For my sister So strong Alright Yeah Say put your ones up in the air put For my sister You know you're strong You know you're strong Say put your ones up in the air For my sister You know you're strong Put your ones up in the air For my sister You know you're strong Say put your ones up in the air For my sister My sister, beautiful soul sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, my sister, beautiful soul sister. Yeah. Don't let this world get you down. Get that weight up off your chest. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul sister. of vibration training vibration training with the vibe trainer pro is scientifically proven technology that provides a therapeutic exercise program for all fitness levels and ages benefits include weight loss strength training increased balance circulation and bone density you'll also experience an increase in metabolism to give you energy endorphins that will make you feel like a million bucks 
and serotonin that will make you walk with your head held high and put a big smile on your face, all in just 10 to 20 minutes a day. To learn more and order your Vibe Trainer Pro, go to advancedhealthworks.com. That's advancedhealthworks.com. Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Later on this week, we are going to talk with a panel of people, different people, people who support Bill Cosby, some people who support the victims of Bill Cosby. We're going to talk about multiple sides of this story. It's been all over social media. It's been all over the news. People are sick of talking about it, and I want to know if anybody can answer for me after we're done looking at all the sides of the story, why now? So if you want to be a part of this show, send me a message through my email, let's talk at this needs to be said dot com and have your voice heard. You don't have to have a long argument or debate or anything. Just give your point of view. Have your voice heard. This is an elephant in the room. Preface this by Bill Cosby being America's favorite African American dad for so many years. Now we see that his programming has been pulled from some stations. Uh, I just learned that it's been pulled from um, mainly the Caucasian-owned um, stations. The African-American-owned stations have kept the Cosby Show in different world. They've, they've kept some of that running. And with him being 77 or 78 years old, up to 20 allegations against him right now, this is not new news. Some of the people who are coming forward now may be new, but there were some allegations years ago and some people that he paid off. Did he do it? I don't know. Um, We don't know that. We don't know. We know what people are saying. We know that he's not saying anything in interviews for whatever reason, but some people are having an issue with do they believe it or not or do they want to accept it or not um, because this guy has been a positive role model for most of America. And some of the comedians um, have said this is something that's been known in their community all for a long time. Like, this isn't news to them either. So this is the thing. This is not new information. These allegations against Mr. Bill Cosby is not new. These allegations are not new. Let me say that one more time. They are not new. It didn't happen. These people are coming forward now, but people have come forward before. He's paid people off before. So whether it's true or not, something happened, whether he's guilty or innocent, whether these people are victims, I don't know why they're coming forward now. What's the story that we're missing with the smokescreen of victims and rapists? Okay? So we're going to talk some more about that later on this week. Definitely we're going to get into some politics later on with Valerie Sun because um, we've had one of our uh, African-American leaders yet again in uh, Congress to pass away, Marion Barry. So you don't want to miss us talking a little bit about that and getting updates on local as well as international news. And we are going to hear a little bit of daily dose of weird news. Some of what we do to get you started on this Monday, I'm, I'm, I hate that it's going to be a little heavier than what I like for it to be. I like for us to have that, you know, that mental stimulation. But we are 
up against um, some heavy things. You can't avoid. I was not going to talk about the, the topic of Bill Cosby. We we can't avoid it. And even when I listened um, to my morning news, they talked about Marion Barry, and with him passing, some of the um, his representatives are warning um, the the term crackhead. Um, I believe mayor to be removed. Um, from his name because they want to respect him. They want to clean that up. What we have to get away from doing is making entertainers our gods. You can you can look up to them. They could be your your virtual mentors, but they're human too. They they make they make choices that we would rather not know about. I'd say that not not that they don't do them, but we don't want to know about them. We want them to be this pristine image, and we've um we've made gods out of people. And I think with them failing us. That's what hurts the most. So we got, we're going to have a little, it's going to be a little heavy. You know, this elephant's going to be a little heavy. We're going to feel it for real this time. And for those people who have ever been raped or they've ever been um, assaulted sexually, for any sexual offense that you may have ever experienced from the age of being a kid to being an adult, I'm not being dismissive of it um, at all. It's a conversation that needs to be had as an elephant in the room. And I want to know, after we determine what is the smokescreen covering, what is it that we, the court of public opinion, want to happen to Bill Cosby uh, with him being 77 years old? Okay? Um, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. But while we are on that break, each and every one of you who have not done some of the following things I'm about to announce, get ready to do these things during the break because I want to give you plenty of time to support independent radio. Independent radio is a place where you can have your voice heard, your business, your dreams, your products and services supported, and only you right now with your voice, with your activity, with your take action attitude, can you keep independent radio up and running, not have us set aside as if we're irrelevant and having us push to the back because when commercial radio will not play your music or will not interview you or will not give you a second thought, independent radio loves you, embraces you, supports you, promotes you, okay? So with that being said, ways that you can support independent radio, especially this needs to be said, independent radio, is make sure you join the text club. I want you to text the at symbol, TNTBS, at TNTBS to the number 81010. That's at TNTBS to the number 81010. That way you'll know when I'm campaigning for you to give us five minutes of your time to listen to any part of the show. And you will also know if there's anything happening that you don't want to miss on the show, like when we talk about Mr. Bill Cosby. You don't want to miss that because I want to hear your voice. I want to know what you have to say. And I'm I'm not trying to pull one person one way or the other. In the next couple of days when we have that show, give us your your, your thoughts about it. And it's very emotional for a lot of people because with radio and television, we build these relationships. So you want to be on the text club for that. The next thing you want to do is you want to make sure you have that beautiful blue elephant popping up on your phone, letting you know that there is some news you can use coming up, okay? So you want to go to thisneedstobesaid.com, download the free phone app, and stay connected to us that way as well, okay? So we'll have your text message, which will not be a lot. We'll keep that to a minimum because people don't want to be annoyed, and we know that, but we want to be connected. All right, and on our phone app, we can write a little bit of a blog. We can put specials on there. You can go out there at your leisure to see some of those things. The thing that will pop up on your phone is when it's time to tune into the show. The third thing you can do is make sure you get a T-shirt. This needs to be said T-shirt. 
by going to teespring.com forward slash this needs to be said. Why do you want to get this lovely T-shirt with the elephant on the top left of your shirt? And on the back it said there's an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Because you want to support independent radio because it supports you. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit of business. This is going to give you time to get your pen and paper out because class is in session. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. I hope you have your pen and paper out because class is in session. We're joined again by our guest host, Mr. Ed DeCoyne, and we're going to get into class action lawsuits. Don't get scared. He has some good news for us. Welcome back, Ed. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I am wonderful. We have a little bit of a heavy topic, but that will be later on in the week. But we're going to be fine right now. (laughs) 
So I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Social media Good. is something. I have to tell you that. Wow. Mm-hmm. What you got for us today? Well, we, we want to focus. We, we talked the past couple of times about uh, companies and small businesses increasing their revenue. Um, revenue is great, but you also need to be obviously focused on costs just as you would it with your home budget. And in the past week, I've just bumped into three things that I, I'm, I find pretty amazing. Now, saving 10% of $100 is nice. Saving 10% of $100,000 is probably nicer. Um, but there's three things that we've run into uh, as a consulting firm that uh, are, we're already literally within a week we're getting some pretty staggering um, numbers. The utility bill auditing and cell phone bill auditing and class action lawsuits have been around for decades. But it's it's interesting how many small to mid-sized companies don't take advantage of it because they they don't understand how a third party can save them money compared to what they can do, or B, they just believe it is way too complicated. So the, the main thing, and you already mentioned it, is class action lawsuits. Um, there are, on an annual basis, dozens and dozens, hundreds of class action lawsuits. Um, and many of your listeners, and, and I certainly have had this happen many times, whether it be from an office supply store or something I completely forgot I bought, you get an email or you get something in the, in the mail, and, and so oftentimes you don't have to do anything and, you know, unless you want to dispute it and your compensation will arrive and then you get a lovely check for 67 cents. Uh, <laughs> but <from> a, yeah. <laughs> but, but each year there's there are several that really stand out. There was one recently where it was for uh, LCD uh, monitors, whether it be computer, television, whatever it may be. And I know small hotel owners that were getting refund checks in the amount of sixty, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars, and medium-sized hotel owners that maybe had four or five locations were getting checks for two or three hundred thousand dollars. That's a real wow. nice thing to stumble upon. And the funny thing is, if your listeners just Google class action lawsuits, I think they'd be shocked of how many that are out there. Well, we stumbled upon one this week that is very unique because the the issue behind class action lawsuits is that. They, they take a long time from the first you hear about it until they're finalized and compensation is distributed. It can be up to three, you know, two and a half, three years. There also can be very complicated because you've got to go back in your records. Like with the LCD, um, it was from a period of 1998 through 2007. So it was a nine-year period there. But you had to provide receipts. And if you can't provide that material or you've got to go back and dig in your files, it makes it very challenging. We just, were, we just received one uh, today, excuse me, two days ago, I guess on Friday, that uh, focus, is focusing with a major food distributor. And I can use the name because it's in the public domain, U.S. Foods. U.S. Uh-huh. Foods has a class action lawsuit that because there's a, a pending acquisition the distribution of funds is going to be measured in like days, not even weeks or months. Um, we are working with a hospital. Now, granted, a hospital is a rather larger entity, but because of all the food they purchase for their cafeteria and for their patients, um, I spoke with a hospital official who heads up their purchasing. And believe it or not, they were familiar with the U.S. Foods class action lawsuit. They, they hit me back with the exact same thing that I shared with you. 
But look, you know, that takes so long. We don't have to. We don't want to go through digging out our records. This one is rather unique, and I would encourage your listeners if they wanted to get more information to either get a hold of you or get a hold of me, because if anybody has purchased um, or has been a customer of U.S. Foods, the class action lawsuit is active now, and it will be completed very soon. But the fund distribution is going to be much quicker than normal. So I wanted to bring that to the attention of your listeners because, um, you know, we, I, we, I contacted the hospital, which is great, but I also contacted a friend of mine who owns a pizza shop. Now, I, I frankly have no idea how much money he'll be getting back, but he's been a, he's been a customer of theirs for over 10 years. So no matter what it is, it involves literally less than an hour of your listeners' time if they've been a customer of U.S. Foods, and there might be a nice um, you know, cash compensation that's due to them. And that's the interesting thing about class action lawsuits is there's a finite number of funds. Now, there's class action lawsuits out there that are literally have hundreds of millions of dollars in them. The LCD wow. five, well, I think it had $500 million. But once those funds are extinguished, they're gone. So if an organization was to find out about the class action lawsuit after the fact, it's frankly too late. Now, that's why they put things out via, you know, various media to, to inform people, but just like you'd see the legal notices in your newspaper uh, for uh-huh. many things that happen locally. Class action lawsuits are interesting, but this one in particular is extremely interesting. So if you have listeners that have never participated and they're a customer of U.S. Foods, it's a very nice way to uh, get money that's due to you, and that's the thing. It's money. It's your money. The other areas, though, that I don't know your listeners realize is the insane opportunities to cut expenses. And again, we've talked about increasing revenue, but you know, mm-hmm. the real goal is to increase profits. And the only way you increase profits is higher revenue and or cutting costs. There's, there's people out there, in, well, there's business people out there, and I could give you the list of 10 companies right now, which I won't do, that are not interested in getting a refund one of the companies is due a refund of upwards of $100,000. What happens is that certain levels of executives or management believe that they're actually going to be, they're going to, quote, get in trouble if their company gets a refund because they believe that their boss should say, well, how could you have let this happen? How could you have let us pay more in our utilities than, than we should have been paying for over the past three, five, ten, whatever it is, years. And the fact is, the savings are not even on the bill. There would be no way for somebody to notice it. And there are certain states that are very, very good. There's other states that are really bad. And what I mean by that is billing accuracies. And that's something else that your listeners can just go out and Google. And they can Google utility bill auditing and put it in news. Uh, Donald Trump himself was overbilled several million dollars not too long ago. Uh, you've got school systems. You've got literally state governments that are getting refunds. There's also refunds because you weren't being billed properly based upon the type of organization. So if it's an organization, you may have been due a nonprofit, for example. You may have been due a lower billable rate. Well, if that's discovered and you, quote, overpaid, for eight years, and even if you only overpaid $500 a month over eight years, 
that could be a refund of $32,000. And I just mm. off the top of my head. And if you're a small nonprofit organization, $32,000 of your own money, then that's the interesting thing about these refunds. Again, it, this is your money that you've overpaid. And the thing that is staggering to us as a marketing agency is the, is the amount of companies that just don't care. Um, but yeah, we're just too busy doing other things and we can't be involved. There's one company that I would love to tell you who they are. They're a Fortune 1000 company, and there's an executive that's blocking a $300,000 refund because he admitted he doesn't want to look bad. And so uh-huh. now we've got the we've got the challenge of do we go behind his back and go to the board or the CEO? I bet you the board and CEO would certainly like to know a three hundred thousand dollar refund that's due. Um, but even if it's a small business, again, boy, a, a business that's due four or eight or twelve or fifteen thousand dollars in found money is is a is a neat little thing to have happen. Um, and then the, the third area that we've been working on quite a bit lately is cell phones. Now, cell phones, you have to have some size behind them. Um, the, the work that is done to determine the savings on cell phones is, it, it frankly isn't worth it for us as a marketing agency or any of the consultants out there that do it, unless you're looking at about 75 to 100 phones. But we, again, have determined there are companies out there that we, we know one company that is actually paying a million dollars a year more than they should be for their cell phone usage because the way it's packaged. Now, nothing that I've shared with you has anything to do with changing anything. You don't change your cell carrier. You don't change your utility company. You don't, you know, certainly with the class action lawsuits. But I just want to share with your listeners that there's things that are out there to save money. I, I mean, I say to people all the time, you, know, you want to you want to put an extra hundred to five hundred dollars a month, or excuse me, a year in your pocket. Call up your cable company. If you got Comcast, tell them that you're you're considering switching to Verizon. There's always deals and specials out there that you're not aware of. Uh, I know right now with my Comcast cable, I got HBO and Showtime and NFL Channel and everything you could possibly imagine. Plus, knocked about forty dollars a month off my bill. Um, mm-hmm. You can't do you can't do that every week, but you know, these people want to keep your business. So we as consumers know to do these things, whether it be car insurance or whatever it may be. But as small business owners, there's things out there that are due to you that you might not be aware of. Now, again, it's not for everybody, but there are consulting firms out there that you can find on Google, and we are partnered with a few right now that would be more than happy to help your listeners identify if there's an opportunity. Mm. All right. I'm I'm just amazed. I did a Google search for the US foods and I posted it on the fan on the TNTBS talk show fan page. It's just wow. So my question to you about these lawsuits, how how does this happen? Because you said there's, there's no way we would know we've overpaid. So how how does this happen? How does this keep happening? Well, it's just because of the you know, billing inaccuracies or um sometimes it's a competitive um, you know, competitive situation. Um, you know, if you price, not necessarily price fixing as such, but there's all types of reasons for it. Um, it could be where the manufacturer of a product was charging more for like a component. 
That's like with the LCD televisions. It had to be a specific type of LCD. But again, there was almost a billion dollars out there in funds that is just a, a grab game. Now, I can't tell you the name of the major beverage company, but there was a major beverage company, which is a different class action, not the LCD, that was due $3 million. It would have been $3 million cash. They elected not to take advantage of it because that particular one was going to take so much time and money. And quite frankly, they're so profitable. It just wasn't worth their effort. Well, I like to focus on the small to mid-sized companies that don't know about these uh-huh. things. The other interesting uh-huh. thing is if you work with a reputable consultant and, you, and you're in the database, they're going to just automatically put you in everything that they believe that you would be available for. Uh, my own company, my personal company from 1999 through 2005 was involved with being a customer of something. We are we are expecting a um, we are expecting a refund check in about two weeks. However, when I got that phone call today about the refund check, I was also told, "Good news, we put you into another uh, class action suit that we feel you you should get money sometime in mid 2015." And I'll tell you right wow. now that we we will be expecting a check of about twenty five thousand dollars. And I had to do nothing wow. extra because I'm already in with a reputable consultant. Now, what does the uh-huh. consultant pay? They they split it. They manage everything. So in this particular one, I think, well, obviously, if you do the math, it would be $50,000, and we split it. They get 25 We get 25 But quite frankly, I would do that deal all day long. I wish I could do that every single day because it's something I would have never known about. I wouldn't have known how to fill out the paperwork. I wouldn't know how to follow up on it. They, they do all of that for you and you get paid. That's why I just want to share that with the listeners today because, again, the past few weeks we've talked about increasing sales. Yeah. There's also some ways to increase your profitability through cutting costs. I'm making this number up, and I can assure you it is a low number, that there's probably 5 to $10 billion out in the world right now of class action lawsuits. And just like they talk about, college scholarships, that all these college scholarships that go unused, the the LCD one that I was telling you about was supposed to close um, in Dece- December 31st of 2013. They had to extend it nine months because they still had the money to give, and they were looking for companies to give it because they can't disperse the funds. They were actually going back to companies that were due money, and we're saying, look, can you find us, you know, are you sure you don't have any other? I mean, they were asking for referrals because the administrator wants to close the close the class action suit. So it's just something, um, you know, I, if, if any of your listeners would like to get a hold of me, I can share more information, especially if they've purchased anything with U.S. foods, um, but even utilities or cell phones. But definitely give your information, Ed, so they can reach out to you. Okay, well, the best is my email, but I'll also give you my direct line. My email is ed at orpical.com. So it's ed at O-R-P-I-C-A-L.com. And my direct line is 856-304-2800. All right. Wow. Now, um, let's take a short break, Ed, and then we're going to come right back if you have the time. And I want to talk a little bit about website development 
and some of the yeah. um, mistakes that we make as small business owners. All right, is that okay with you? That would be great. All right, we'll be right back. a mom who has a daughter who's approaching puberty? Do you worry about how to prepare her both physically and emotionally? This can be a very special time for you to bond with your daughter. It doesn't have to be stressful or embarrassing for either of you. Introducing help in the form of a book called Girls, It's Time for a Change. Available from Amazon on October 30th, 2014 or visit www.girlsitstimeforachange.com Have you heard of vibration training? Vibration training with the Vibe Trainer Pro is scientifically proven technology that provides a therapeutic exercise program for all fitness levels and ages. Benefits include weight loss, strength training, increased balance, circulation, and bone density. You'll also experience an increase in metabolism to give you energy, endorphins that will make you feel like a million bucks, and serotonin that will make you walk with your head held high and put a big smile on your face, all in just 10 to 20 minutes a day. To learn more and order your Vibe Trainer Pro, go to advancedhealthworks.com. That's advancedhealthworks.com. Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We are back with Ed DePoint, and we're going to talk some more with him about business topics. And this one we're going to go to is website development uh, mistakes that small business owners make. So, Ed, I'm going to turn it back over to you. We'll spend a few minutes on this before I let you go, all right? Absolutely. So one of the things that, again, this gets into the cost savings more so than uh, the actual marketing. But everybody believes they need a website, and that's the first question. Do you really? Um, for most businesses, I would say absolutely yes. We're working with one dress boutique, believe it or not, and you know it's fun to say when you're building a website for a $100 million company, but it's also fun to build a website for very small businesses because you feel like you're, you're doing something good. You know you're getting them something of value. Now, for the past five years, this boutique has done a nice job, and they only had a Facebook page, but they believed that they needed a website, strictly for the fact that people often say, what is your website? What's your website address? So it's going to just be easier for them to do so. The first thing is you've got to make sure, as a small business owner, you own that domain. In the past year, we've had over 20 clients that enabled for people that wanted to have their website redeveloped or you know, rebranded, and they came to us, they had no idea where it was hosted, who hosted it, who owned it, uh, or even how to find that out. One easy way to find that out is you go to whois.com, W-H-O-I-Z.com. You can put pretty much any web address in that, on that website and uh-huh. find out who owns that. Well, these people were shocked to find out that either, A, their personal information, including home addresses, were on the Internet, because if you register it that way, it's going to be on there. Now, when you register your website, you can register privately, which means that's not shown, but people need to know to do that. 
and it costs a whopping $9 to do that. The second thing is we find all the time where clients own domain. The worst thing that happens is when we have clients that don't own their own domain, and why they came to us is because their former designer is out of business. It, it can take us up to two months to reclaim a domain. Well, recently we were working with a small company in New Jersey, and that we had a beautiful website completely ready to go. We just built it on a, um, a separate domain that we grabbed off of GoDaddy, and then we were just going to propagate it over. No big deal. probably takes an hour or two uh, when we're ready to launch. He he had to sit, this business had to sit on that website for about six weeks after we were done developing because he didn't own the domain. So that's the first thing you want to do is make sure you own the domain. Well, excuse me, the first thing you want to do is make sure you really need a website. The second thing is make sure you own the domain and you understand that. It's not complicated, but you have to know the basics. The next thing is where do you go to either develop your website or redesign? There's firms like GoDaddy, like Wix, which is W-I-X, that you can do it on your own. The problem is they usually look like you did it on your own. It's kind of like, <laughs> if, you go to a, it's like if you go to a bakery. I, I, I mean, I'm a decent cook. And I can bake a cake, but there's absolutely no way that my cake would look like a bakery cake. Um, it's because uh -huh. they're the professionals. They do it. And you have to decide whether it's worth your time and effort you're going to really fall into three groups of people who build their own websites. Those that do a good job, those that do a good enough job, and those that do a horrible job. And if it doesn't look good or it looks cheap, you kind of and oftentimes are better off not even having a website because it, it, it can really be a negative, you know, a negative statement about your company. Your other option is to hire a local designer. Well, you can bump into problems there too, and that's where, like anything else, you want to get testimonials. If, if, if a web developer slash designer is working for less than $20 an hour, better be a friend for, because you just got to do the math, and there's no way that they should be able to be available at $20 an hour because they're probably young or inexperienced or don't know what they're doing. On the other hand, you don't need a designer that's billing out at $120 an hour, and they are out there. Um, certainly the ones that do the high-end coding or, or build-out websites. You, the going rate that's fair is in the $30 to $50 per hour range. But it's not just the hourly rate. It's how effective that they're going to be. Your, your website, if your website, if, if you're told your website's going to cost less than $750 just to pick a number, you got to question what type of website you're really going to receive. If you're told it's going to cost more than three to four thousand dollars, well, that could easily happen if they're integrating e-commerce. But if it's a basic website, there's no reason why it should be, you know, anywhere near that that level. The other thing about this is the ability, and this is where most people make mistakes. If they hire somebody, a they didn't realize that they need to have their own domain. Or B, they didn't, um, they don't know how to make basic changes. You know, you put out a press release, or you want to run a sale, or you want to change a picture, mm -hmm. or you want to put up something about Black Friday with Thanksgiving. They have no idea how to do it. We build all of we as a company, and I'm not advertising our business, but we build all of our websites in WordPress, and part of all of our development is time to do basic training. But we also let, the, let them know that 
there's good training available, whether it be online or through books like WordPress for Dummies, and it, it enables them to be empowered. So we work with a lot of small to mid-sized companies that are just the opposite of empowered. They don't own their own domain. They can't change anything on their website. They don't like the way it looks if they've worked for a designer, or if they're doing it themselves, they get frustrated. Um, you know, they're trying to bake a cake that looks like it's from a bakery, and they end up baking a cake that definitely looks like it's homemade, meaning they'd like their website to look more professional, but it just doesn't. So, mm. you know, kind of in summary, what, you, what your listeners need to do is, first off, make sure you own your domain. Secondly, you mm-hmm. can absolutely build your own website with the tools, but it's not going to be as easy as they show on TV. Um, third, if you work with a designer, make sure you have the ability to make basic changes, and they build it in a way to make basic changes. There are programs just as good, and maybe there's programs better than WordPress, but WordPress has so many built-in plugins, and it's so user-friendly, and there's so many people who know how to use it that I would recommend if you're building a website for the first time, use WordPress even if you don't know much about it, because if you get stuck, all you got to do to go to Craigslist, place an ad, um, I have a WordPress website and I need some help and I'm willing to pay $25 an hour, you'll be flooded with local people that would be more than happy to help you. And this way, you know, your listeners can stay empowered and really control their website. So those are the big things that I wanted to touch on regarding that. That is huge because I'm thinking about my website now. You said making basic changes. I feel like such a dummy uh, when it comes to that, even, you know, just posting up just simple things. So I'm learning something here as well because that's not my gift, Um, but I know how to ask for help. And um, sometimes I'm not asking the right questions, (laughs) but I will say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. And sometimes things will go left undone if we don't know the right questions to ask or we don't ask for help at all. We've gotten a ton of information from you today, Ed, and I want to say thank you. Give your website where people can contact you. I have posted your email address and your phone number for the class action suit information on various pages on social media while you were talking. But give them your website where they can get in touch with you also. Real simple, Orpical, O-R-P-I-C-A-L dot com. Each orbital, each letter in orbital stands for something. O is optimistic and the L is loyalty and each is a characteristic that we try to emulate and also look for in clients and employees. So, again, it's orbital, O-R-P-I-C-A-L. I like that. Thank you, and until next time, um, have a great day. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Would you like access to a 24-hour online music system that combines stress relief and relaxation music with natural sounds? At RadioArt.com, you get to make your own personal playlist, choosing from 21 music channels to reduce anxiety and stress. There are also 21 channels featuring natural sounds, such as rain, wind, beach waves, and more, all with no commercial messages continuous updated music, and you can listen anywhere. Log on and subscribe today at RadioArt.com. Are you a food distributor or a buyer for grocery chains, restaurant chains, or hotels? If so, you must log on to BelgoPacific.com. Belgo Pacific is your exclusive wholesaler of Le Parmentier, prime chocolates, truffles, and pralines. BelgoPacific.com also carries Graciela Mediterranean extra virgin olive oil and Sonoma Valley Select organic extra virgin olive oil. Get your wholesale account set up today at BELGOPacific.com. With Cyber Monday just around the corner, why don't you think about sending some beautiful indoor plants to your loved ones? 
Colorful plants are the perfect way to brighten up the holidays and the cold days of winter. At Bulbs and Blooms, we ship bulbs, shrubs, trees, perennials, fruit trees, fruit plants, and indoor plants. Give a unique gift this year that will be enjoyed throughout the years to come. Head to bulbsandblooms.com to order now. That's B-U-L-B-S-N-B-L-O-O-M-S dot com. Where are you going, Mirabella? Mirabella the aviator is flying through the day and night to get to her destination. This picture book will take you and your preschooler on a wonderful adventure, discovering many wonders and animals along the way. Your child will be delighted with this story and the beautiful illustrations, a must-have. Buy your copy of Mirabella the Aviator, available on Amazon.com. As a military veteran, you have access to money and help. In cases like government contract work, you'll be at the head of the line once your business is up and ready for customers. We want all veterans to know that. Introducing the Entrepreneur Inside, the Military Veteran's Guide to Business Ownership. This book will be released January 5, 2015. Advanced copies will be available December 1, 2014 by Jeff Powell and Karen Dugan. Get the book now. If you'd like to contact Jeff for an interview, to share your ideas or concepts, or if you even need his advice and want him to speak at your events, go to runningforveterans at gmail.com. That's running, the number four, veterans at gmail.com. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty, Inspiration on Tap. Rusty explores topics related to mind, body, and soul. For more information, go to her site at rustymcdonald.com. <laughs> not McDonald like the farmer, or certainly not like the fast food, but more fulfilling than a happy meal. Living and Thriving with Rusty, Inspiration on Tap. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty, life coach, radio talk show host, single mom, and blogger. This is your girl, Kawana Jackson, and I'm rocking with Katherine Waddell on This Needs to Be Said. If you want a place to talk about the things that you thought about but were afraid to talk about, join us. Every Friday night at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's Just Talk Radio with your hosts, Juan G. And Ebony. You know, I've been waiting for about 30 seconds to say my name. I don't know why you dragged it out so far, but I'm so happy just to be, just to have this opportunity to well, be able to talk. Well, we talk about life. Because, you know, this is Let's Just Talk Radio. Relationships. But I never get a chance to talk. I, did, have you Love. realized that? I just realized that. Let's just talk. But I never get a chance to talk. Let's just talk radio. <laughs> Join us every Friday night at a new time. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's just talk. If you missed the J. Ross show, shame on you. Here's what you missed. I was, I was, I was. <laughs> oh, Cheryl, baby. Oh, Cheryl, girl, you know. 
this makes me feel this makes me feel something, baby. Yes, baby. Oh, oh God. Lord. Oh, Lord. Baby, baby. Oh, Cheryl, baby. I got a, I got a spoken word for Cheryl. Cheryl, can I be your ex? That's the name of it, girl. Cheryl, baby, can I be your ex? Which means I could be your next lover, baby. I want you to trust me, baby. Come on, baby. Will you be my girlfriend? Say yes. And then break up with me real quick. Say, say no. And then, baby, so we mean you can do the wild thing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> girl, girl, I love you, baby. You my girl. But I got to break up with you because you know you rock my world, baby. I want to touch you. I want to feel you, baby. Come and get me. Come and caress me. I am yours, girl. Yeah. Why are you playing, James? Oh, yeah, Cheryl. Take that with you, Cheryl, and be blessed, my love. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> See what you've been missing? The Jay Round Show, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on BTR Radio. Hi, this is Deanna Heiliger from me to the power of we.com. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. Today we're talking about covering up our perceived flaws. And I put the word perceived in there because we are our own worst critics. And I believe that a lot of things about ourselves that we think are flaws, nobody else notices. And we are just so self-conscious and there's so much self-judgment. And I really want us to focus on that. Um, have you ever done this? I do this. I go to the produce department and I pick out apples and I'm very particular. I want them to be very nice apples and I look them all over. I don't want bruises or dings or scratches or blemishes. So I do that and inevitably when I get home, there's one or two apples where when I pick off that little produce sticker, there is a blemish underneath. And I don't really like that the produce people do that because it's kind of false advertisement. They're covering up that flaw If I would have seen that, I would have put it back and found an apple that was to my liking. Uh, But I made this connection with the produce the other day and, and with us, that when we do that with ourselves, just like the produce and the apple, uh, people aren't getting the real picture of ourselves, and we're not getting the real picture of that apple. And we cover up certain things that we think are flaws. Now, that can be physical as far as, wow, I have some acne today, so I'm going to cover it up with some makeup. Or, wow, my gray is coming through on my hair, I'm going to dye my hair. Or it can be covering it up as far as stuffing your emotions. Wow, something's not going right in a relationship or something's going left in my life, and I'm just going to stuff it down and not address it and cover it up and make sure that nobody else knows about it because I need to perceive, show people that my life is perfect. So in essence, we are covering things up that maybe we shouldn't so that we can be a little more transparent, a little more true to ourselves. Um, When we pretend our life is perfect, well, nobody's life is perfect. So we're not being transparent. We're not being true to ourselves. Um, Like I said, we can wear makeup, dye our hair, and this is giving an image that it's not really a true picture of who we are. Yes, I'm not talking about hygiene. Yes, we need to shower. Yes, we need to brush our teeth. We need to be presentable. But would you be confident enough to run out for the day with your errands or even go to work or go to your kid's school and help out, whatever it is you do during the day, without your makeup on, without your hair done? And I do that a lot lately just because, hey, this is me, and I just throw my hair in a ponytail and I leave. 
um, a lot of people are not confident enough to do that because, wow, somebody saw me without my face on. My mom used to say that, without my face on. Um, you know, I'd be mortified. Well, who are you? <laughs> are you your makeup? Are you the way you look with your makeup on? Or are you who you are on the inside? Uh, if you, this kind of goes uh, deeper into the inside of you, is that when people ask you, how are you? Can you answer honestly? I mean, most people just say, oh, fine, or oh, I'm doing great, or everything's fabulous. Well, not everybody's life is fabulous all the time. So are you okay enough? Are you transparent enough without having to put that sticker on your apple to say, oh, thank you for asking. I am really feeling blue today. I'm not sure what it is, but thank you for asking. And you don't have to go into details, but if you give an honest, true answer, you're going to build those relationships up. You're going to feel more uh, confident in that you're being honest with yourself. You're not trying to put a facade up for who you really are. There is so much judgment and self-judgment going on. And I know that has a lot to do with, oh, I need to look a certain way because if people see me without my makeup, oh, my goodness. And you judge yourself as well. Like I said, you are your own worst critic. So, of course, if you think you don't look up to par, you need to make sure you look great before you leave the house. Well, I want us to work on that because it's a little um, fake. It's a little self-consuming. And I think you'll feel better and build your confidence up if you can be you and be proud of who you are. I love when I see a woman without her makeup on and just confident and smiling and comfortable in her own skin. It just it shows such confidence. It's so beautiful to me. Much more beautiful than someone who is all dolled up all the time. So just think about that uh, and try it. This week, try it. Try to throw your hair up, brush your teeth, get dressed, and go out the door and see how you feel during the day. It would be a good way to take a little inventory. So I thank you very much for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute and to continue your journey to be a better you, connect with me at me to the power of we.com because together is better. After learning the history of the blood game movement, Ra-Ra takes Venom up on his offer to rep that red and dirty jersey. People began embracing the movement, looking for that feeling of family, love, and bond. Some understood the movement, and others had a hidden agenda for their newfound power. In due time, murder, betrayal, and other acts of violence flood the streets of Newark and surrounding cities. Take a ride with Itchy Moo and read all about how life in the hood goes with no holes barred. Bloodstain. Available now through Street Dedication Publishing. Come and get it, keep pushing, and you will get it. You're hoping 
just gotta make it happen Now that keeping it real You're ready, come and get it You want it, come and get it Right here, come and get it For real, just come and get it It's work, but you can get it Take time, but you can get it Stop talking, come and get it Keep pushing and you will get it
Join BeakOff.com. We have available text ads and banner ads. Pay as you go as well. Have an online store that you have control of. See you at ArtistHouseAuction.com. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Over 160,000 diapers were stolen from a children's charity in Dallas. The charity says the loss is equivalent to almost two months' worth of diapers. Dallas police are still investigating, but there is some good news in this story. Kimberly Clark, which makes Huggies and other diapers, is going to replace all of the diapers that were stolen. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't mind hand-me-downs, though, do you? A Connecticut man was arrested after police say he wandered into the wrong home drunk and got in bed with a complete stranger who woke up and called 911. Well, woke up, then cuddled for a while, and then called 911. The inventor of the kids' game Operation reportedly cannot afford to get a real-life operation. John Spinello, who 50 years ago invented the battery-powered game that lets kids play surgeon and sold the rights for just $500, is now 77 years old and in need of $25,000 in oral surgery. Spinello says he's not bitter, adding that everyone needs medical care. I prefer not to dwell on that aspect and focus more on the joy that the game has brought to so many over the years. John plans to raise money by creating an updated version of the game, Operation Obamacare Edition, where everybody else is forced to pay your medical bills. If you're a man and you're trying to conceive, you should start drinking. According to a study, a few beers a day increases your chances of having a baby. However, drinking even a few cups of coffee is bad for reproduction. All right, so all right, so where does this leave the people who are drinking that new beer-flavored coffee at Starbucks, huh? A Georgia man texted the question recently, you have some weed? Unfortunately, he sent that text to his probation officer. Uh, I mean, w- what I meant by that was, do you have some weeds? I'm going to start my own lawn care service. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, that's it. Church's advertising group, a British charity, is trying to make young people think more about God this coming Christmas, so they're putting Jesus in places where they are most likely to meet him. One tactic was to give Jesus his own Facebook page, which was quickly rejected. First, because somebody's already done that. Second, because, like most people on Facebook, Jesus would have a lot of people who claim to be his friends, but don't really know him. The web address, Ebola.com, has sold for more than $200,000. Both the disease and the web URL will bleed you dry. Dominican Republic officials arrested a woman who was carrying nearly $140,000, $69,000 in her suitcase, $70,000 in her stomach. The money in the woman's stomach was divided up among 16 capsules, and the cash is likely tied to drug trafficking. Gee, you think? Either that, or with today's crime rates, she figured that was just safer there. A Florida woman was arrested recently after trying to pass herself off as her daughter, who is several decades younger than her. 43-year-old Jennifer Crosby allegedly told the deputy at a traffic stop that she was only 22 and has a medical condition that makes her age faster. Yeah, nice try there, Mrs. Reverse Benjamin Button. A four-month-old black cat that was doused with antifreeze has been saved by vodka. After a group of punks attacked the kitten in Yorkshire, England, Missy's owner took her to a vet who immediately put her on a vodka drip 
as a way to help rid her body of the poisonous antifreeze. Vodka was used because the ethanol in it neutralizes the substance in the poison. Missy's owner says she was totally blind drunk. She was trying to get up, but toppled over. Her eyes were out of focus, and at one point she was lying down trying to swipe at a pen, and she just kept missing it. She was that out of it. And instead of milk, the cat now insists on being served white Russians. In a new interview, Angelina Jolie says she is open to run for political office. Huh. Mr. and Mrs. Smith go to Washington. I like it. When he tried to vote in Michigan last week, Dale Hopfinger was told that he was dead. An election worker even told him that local records listed the date of his death as September 25th. Hopfinger says the Social Security Administration told him it was likely a clerical error. The poll workers on voting day said Dale was still eligible to vote, though, but he would have to relocate to Chicago. A Massachusetts woman is accused of yanking the false teeth out of another woman's mouth and throwing a beer bottle at her. Police say Katerina Froichaput was refused a drink at an American Legion hall and told to leave. They say that she started hitting the bartender in the face and then pulled the false teeth from her mouth before hitting her in the chest with the bottle. Katerina told police she confronted the bartender who she believed was having an affair with her estranged husband. Oh, hey, hey, hey now, you two are estranged. See, now that means that he can go out with any toothless bartender he likes. Claiming that customers demand being able to get away from their families and shop earlier, Best Buy will open this year at 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving. A Best Buy spokeswoman says last year's customers clearly showed that they wanted to be out shopping much earlier on Thanksgiving. Yep, opening early on Friday, that's great. Opening up early on Thanksgiving Day, that's greed. Well, Best Buy isn't the only offender. Black Friday is about to become six hours longer at Walmart. Determined to top most other big retailers who are all opening around midnight on Black Friday, Walmart has announced that it'll be opening at 6 p.m. Thanksgiving night. Walmart says its customers told them they'd rather stay up late to shop than get up early. Not only does Walmart cut prices, it has also cut the hours that its employees get off for Thanksgiving. Walmart, working hard to bring you a Thanksgiving that means absolutely nothing. A Pennsylvania man has been charged with passing counterfeit $20 bills at a yard sale run by a woman who happens to work as a bank teller. Police say the money was printed on resume paper. Also, instead of Andrew Jackson, the 20s had a picture of Michael Jackson. A waitress from Alaska, identified only as Tina, dated a fisherman for nine months and pretended that she was deaf the entire time. Tina says the first meeting was like slow motion, mainly because she was shocked there was actually an attractive single guy in Kodiak, Alaska. She says, I was frozen. I don't know why, but I look at the guy and say, I'm deaf. He just looks down at me, grabs my shoulder and yells, my name is Chris. She added, he then turned around to his buddies and said, this deaf chick is hot. Okay, so apparently Tina was looking for a hot guy who was just as shallow as she was. A woman on a paleo diet decided to save some money by eating dog food. She improved her blood sugar level and increased her energy. The only drawback, though, was that she had to give up driving due to the irresistible urge to hang her head out the window. A big wildcat eluding 200 police and military forces near Disneyland Paris 
is not a tiger, according to French authorities, but they don't know exactly what it is. Well, it is near Disneyland, so it's not a tiger. Maybe it's a tigger? An x-ray on a sticky tortoise showed something rather unusual in its belly, a tiny metallic turtle. Lola the tortoise was examined by a vet in Miami, Florida, because she'd had stomach problems for a month and wasn't eating. The vet says when she saw the x-ray of a tortoise inside of a tortoise, she thought that maybe the staff was playing a joke on her. Well, Lola's now in good health. The vet says the small turtle pendant should be digested soon. A black bear cub found wandering the aisles of an Oregon drugstore will be raised with the goal of releasing him into the wild next year. The Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife said the bear has been taken to the Paws Wildlife Center in Linwood, Washington for rehabilitation. Oh, wait a minute. So a bear breaks into a drugstore and he's sent into rehab. Is that covered by Obamacare? A Florida man is accused of shoplifting a chainsaw by stuffing it down his shorts and under his T-shirt. Huh, thinking of trimming the shrubs, are we? A Minnesota startup is using a 3D printer to create custom urns shaped like objects that were important to the person whose remains that they will hold. The Eden Prairie-based Foreverance, it offers urns that are made with a ceramic material that looks different than the plastic material typically produced by a 3D printer. The process takes nearly an entire day, starting with about nine hours of printing and then followed by several hours of touch-ups. Each urn is unique and can take the form of just about anything, including ballet slippers, cars, musical instruments. If they can, if they can print anything, though, how about, they print, how about they print out a person to replace the one that just died? You know, with as much plastic surgery as people are getting today, I'm not so sure anybody would even see the difference. Well, it's just been revealed that the Chinese hacked into the U.S. weather satellite system, which might explain that day last July when weather forecasters had us all wearing snow boots. Police in Eureka, California, say a man robbed a gas station only to return hours later to give the money back and apologize. 23-year-old Kyle Warren Abbott Jr., he told officers he needed cash to leave town for a fresh start, but then realized his mistake. Abbott first entered the gas station demanding cash with what the clerk believed was a semi-automatic handgun. The clerk gave Abbott some cash, and Abbott left, also taking two bottles of beer. Three hours later, Abbott returned, giving back most of the cash, saying he was sorry. The weapon turned out, by the way, to be a BB gun, which officers have yet to find. Abbott was booked into jail on $50,000 bail, which means he needs money now more than ever. So I'm betting he's wishing he'd left town like the original plan. In her new book, Brooke Shields writes that her ex, Andre Agassi, once destroyed his tennis trophies in a fit of rage. Shields writes that while filming a guest stint on Friends in 1995 when she was dating Agassi, she was required to lick the fingers of Matt LeBlanc's character, Joey. Well, Shields says Agassi stormed off the set, later told her that she had made him look like a fool. Agassi then got in his car and drove four hours to Las Vegas. Shields adds that upon arrival, he systematically smashed and destroyed every single trophy he had won, including Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. See, now that they should have worked into the episode. That would have been pretty cool. A new study from the University of Buffalo in New York found that couples who smoke weed together have a significantly lower rate of fighting and domestic violence. And their main theory why is 
drum roll please, marijuana mellows you out and makes you happy. Well, when uh, people are happy, they don't fight, I guess. So, you know, unless you're having money problems and you can't afford weed, or you can't afford bail money for the spouse that was just arrested for trying to buy weed, then maybe this whole marijuana thing, yeah, that then maybe it could be an issue. A new study indicates that grapefruit can help dieters lose weight, and it might also be a good way of controlling blood sugar levels. According to Charisma News, researchers at the University of California, Berkeley, found that mice that drank grapefruit juice while eating a high-fat diet for three months gained 18% less weight than a control group that drank water. In addition, the mice in the grapefruit group have improved levels of glucose and insulin. You know what? I tried this. And it wasn't bad if I covered it all in sugar. According to new research, listening to music at work actually makes you better at your job. According to Relevant Magazine, the study found that workers performed their tasks better if they were listening to music. More than 80% of those involved in the study had more accurate test results and worked faster if they had music going. However, it should be noted that the study was conducted on behalf of several music licensing companies, so the people behind the research definitely had a stake in the results. Oh, wait a minute. A survey that that had an agenda? Gee, you never hear of that happening. A convicted murderer sentenced to more than half a century behind bars is suing the state of Connecticut, saying its ban on pornography in prison violates his constitutional rights. (laughs) Uh, constitutional rights? Exactly what amendment is that? It's the right to bear arms, not bear everything else. A coin toss has decided the mayoral race in a small town high in the Peruvian Andes after two candidates tied at the ballot box. Wilbur Mendina was chosen mayor of Pilpinto near the tourist center of Cusco after he and his rival each garnered 236 votes in municipal elections. Peru's electoral law allows for tied races to be decided by a coin toss. I hesitate to make fun of this, seeing as it's possible our choices in 2016 could be Hillary Clinton or Jeb Bush. A coin flip might be preferential to that election. This year, Cyber Monday is projected to be the biggest shopping day in history for online retailers. FedEx is forecasting that the Monday after Thanksgiving will produce the company's highest volume in history. The company predicts that on Cyber Monday, roughly 22 million packages will be processed and shipped through the cargo carrier's network. And because it takes place online, the NSA expects that it will also be the largest day for them when it comes to collecting private information. Happy holidays! Employees are fighting back against Black Friday. As more retailers try to turn Thanksgiving Thursday into Black Friday, some employees are fighting back. More than 80,000 people signed an online petition asking retail giant Target to reverse its decision to open its doors on Thanksgiving Day and allow workers to spend the holiday with family and friends. The campaign was launched by Anthony Hardwick, a part-time parking attendant at a Target store in Omaha, Nebraska. Target may not change their plans for holiday hours, but I'm pretty sure this stunt is going to ensure that Anthony Hardwick gets both Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday off, as well as the rest of the month. And the next, and the next. In fact, you know what? Don't bother coming back to work ever again, Anthony. And thanks for working at Target. Women wearing a man's clothing can often be sexy. 
like the button-down dress shirt she wears instead of a nightgown. Uh, oh yeah, and now supposedly women are wearing men's underwear. At department store Marks & Spencer, the barometer of underwear in the UK, women are now buying more men's underwear than men. And while it can't be confirmed how many girls are buying for their guys, they do know that a particular line of boxers is walking out the door and ending up on women. Word of caution here, this does not work the other way around, boys. Do not fit yourself for a sexy teddy. Trust me on this. A man was arrested at the White House on Wednesday after the Secret Service found a rifle and ammunition in his car parked nearby. 41-year-old R.J. Capham of Davenport, Iowa, approached a uniformed division officer at the White House and told the officer that someone in Iowa told him to go to the White House. No, 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 no. They wanted you to go to the Waffle House. Those places are all over Iowa. German police set a burglar alarm at a hardware store early Wednesday was triggered by a wild boar that broke in by ramming the glass doors. Now, it was not disclosed which boar it was, though, Kelly or Michael. The TSA reports that an airline passenger flying from Hawaii to San Francisco recently checked in luggage that included the barrel of a cannon. It wasn't loaded. The TSA says the passenger was cleared to fly, but the airline made separate arrangements for transporting the cannon barrel. Wow, this, this whole Fast and Furious thing has really gotten out of hand. Red Lobster plans to revamp its menu to focus more on, you ready for this? Seafood! Red Lobster says upcoming changes to it. I'm sorry. Woo, boy, there's a stretch for you. Uh, anyway, Red Lobster says upcoming changes to its menu at all 705 stores will emphasize offerings from beneath the sea. Big surprise. Removing items that stray from its history as a seafood brand. And in other news, Taco Bell plans to try something new with its menu by offering actual Mexican food. Well, looks like more of us are going to be traveling for Thanksgiving this year. AAA forecasts 42.5 million Americans will travel 50 miles or more from home during the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. A 4% increase from the 40.9 million people who traveled one year ago. This is the first significant increase in any holiday travel this year. Thanksgiving holiday travel period is defined as Wednesday through Sunday of Thanksgiving week. Now, there's more travel this year because the economy has forced more extended families to live together and people are looking for an excuse to get away from their in-laws. Now, this Thanksgiving could be a little uncomfortable for one Michigan family. After a Detroit-area man hurt in a hunt for a Christmas wreath, sued his in-laws. A Michigan appeals court has overruled a trial court judge and said the lawsuit filed by Christopher Karam should go to a jury. Karam had left work early to help with Christmas decorations at the West Bloomfield home of his in-laws, Salomon and Regina Konja. He was in the attic looking for a wreath when he stepped on drywall instead of plywood and fell to the garage floor. The appeals court's decision says Kareem's mother-in-law had just said, no, don't step there. Wow, a man decides not to listen to his mother-in-law. Gee, you never hear that happening. That's your daily dose of weird news. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news anytime, anywhere with the brand new Daily Dose of Weird News app. It's free and it's available for iPhone, Android, and Kindle. Download it for free now at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com.
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. Thank you for giving us five minutes of your time each weekday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Any five minutes is a great part of the show. Or you can decide it's a not-so-great part of the show, but you let us know by giving us your feedback. Right now we're getting ready to talk with Coach Tony Ussery and getting ourselves mentally and physically fit. Hey, Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Wonderful. That's a good thing. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, how's your week been? My week last week was a bit, it was busy. It was busy. It was good. My old car died on me, and so I ended up getting a new car. So I want to give a shout-out to my friend Anane in Concord, North Carolina, for helping me right away get into a car, and he didn't dilly-dally too much. You know, sometimes you have somebody who says they'll help you, and they hem and haw, and they get around to you. He, My car died on Monday, Tuesday. He had me in a car. So I'm um, real excited about that, but then you have to, you know, get the old car towed, fill out paperwork, and show all your friends. You know, that takes a lot of time, right? Right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so it, you know, last week was a little trying because some of the things I wanted to get done, I couldn't because I had to adjust because one car died and, and you know, just making up for lost time, and that never worked. But for the most part, I had a great week. Um Great week and got to spend some time with my family over the weekend. My mom is always funny, and spending time with my kids is always good. So I had a great time. Now, um, the heavy thing, not my personal thing, but uh, we're going to talk about it some on the show, is about Mr. Bill Cosby. Now, that weighed me down because America seems to be confused right now. We have mixed emotions. So um, that part made it kind of heavy. Gotcha. I I mean, I, I don't know the facts. So, right. you know, I'm 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 in wait mode <laughs> to see, yeah. you know, what what the, what the true facts are because you know how they say, it, you know, there's there's gonna be his version, their version, their and version the and the truth, right? And the truth. So, right. you know, um, I I don't want to just pass judgment before we really see the the truth come out. Yeah, I'm gonna, but I am going to, I guess, pass judgment because there's some people that they have feelings about it, and they, it needs to be said, you know. So, um, going to a, a lot of social media has said a lot about that. So I won't spend more time on that today because Wednesday, more than likely, we're gonna, gonna spend some more time on the show about that. But I want to know what you have for us today, and I know that we're like tight on time today. I had to run yeah, the day was a little longer. Be a, yeah, today's gonna be a little quick because actually. Okay. You know, I want to I wanted to like back off for a minute for what we normally talk about and talk about what we truly need to talk about this week and that's being thankful. You know, it's like you know we we you know we're striving for to hopefully for excellence and you know we're always pushing, but a lot of times we don't take the time to reflect and really just be thankful for you know. Our lives, and, and you know, we can we can be have all kind of problems, stuff like that. But bottom line is, is that you know, life's a gift that was given to us for a reason, and we're a gift to this planet, each one of us. And so, you know, we need to reflect on, you know, just being thankful that we even got the gift, <laughs> you know, that uh-huh, we're here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, and, and and the thing is, is that yeah, you know, I, I was told. Because they were, you know, some people are worse off than others, and that's true. But 
if right. you look at it the way it's supposed to be looked at, this is it anyway, to see if she can ready to make it to the next to the next phase of life. You know, our our, right. our next life. And so, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm I'm able to even be here to be a part of the test. And everybody should mm-hmm. be too. And, you know, we just need to 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 take the time and reflect on, you know, truly you know, I'm Christian. You know, I don't care what anybody you know, what thinks of me, but what God has done for me, what he's doing for me, and what he will continue to do for me, my family, you know, and whether I'm in the middle of the storm or, you know, and being thrown around, I still need to understand that this is just part of my steps to the next to to, to the next thing. And so I'm I'm taking the time and just and I, and I I'd ask everybody just take the time this week and quit and put all the worries around down and really be thankful because that's what this is supposed to be about. You know, Thanksgiving is supposed to be giving thanks for everything that we we have and and everything that you know that is being done for us in our life and and I don't think we really do that. I think we eat a lot, but I don't think we take the time to really reflect and yeah, and really right. get down to the point of what this is truly about. And we need to do it more often anyway. But here's uh-huh. the time that, that that's set aside for it, you know, for us to do it. And we don't do it either. And so, you know, and I think it's it, it's just, it has so much to do with our health, you know, uh, than people would even believe. Because, you know, you being thankful, you understanding what's, you're understanding what's what's going on in your life, and, and you you're understanding that you know God has a has a, a path for you. You know is to me is something to really be thankful. And though you might not be able to see it right now, but you need to thank Him ahead. You know that's that that affirmation that 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 the affirmation that that precedes the actual happening. And so. That's what this is all about, giving the affirmation of thankfulness, you know, that God is taking care of us and he will continue to take care of us, whatever that is. You know, so for me, that's my message this week. It's just, you know, reflect and be thankful for you being mm-hmm. here. Be thankful that you have the abilities that you have. Be thankful that, you know, because it could be worse. You, you, yeah. You know, and, you know, and, and, and so, it could be worse. And it could be worse for me. I, I don't like when we say it's worse for somebody else because, yeah, it could, you know, relatively speaking, it could be. But it could be worse for me, you know. <laughs> so I, I don't right. like to compare, you know, to feel better because someone else is feeling bad. But it could be worse for me. So, you know, be thankful for where I am. There was a saying that I made for myself when I open up my phone and I turn it on. It, I put, I have, exclamation point. And I would look around, okay, now I may be worried about not being able to pay a bill on Friday. Or I may not have food that may last till Friday, whatever. But today, what do I have? I have enough food for today. I have the lights on today. I have transportation for today. I have. And I start looking at the things that I have today. And then you, 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 eventually you get away from worrying about what you don't have because we grieve ourselves over the future. So many times, like today is such a beautiful day in Charlotte, North Carolina. And someone today, I was dropping myself off for school, and one of the ladies, she said, yeah, the weather's good today, but tomorrow's going to be bad. Well, I'm going to enjoy the weather today. How about that? How about that? Exactly. How about we enjoy the weather today, and I'll worry about tomorrow when it gets here? 
you know, and we grieve ourselves over the future. So what you're talking about, being grateful, identifying right now what's good for me because the situation for me could be worse. So that's good. That's a great reflection. And that does it makes you feel good when you start looking at all the things that you can be thankful for. I'm thankful that my sons called me. I'm thankful that I got to eat dessert first. And even if you feel like it's little silly things, what are you thankful for? So great. I like that. I like that reflection. Well, see, the thing, and, and how, I look, how I look at it is this way. You know, when you're thankful, you're looking at the things that you have. You know, you're thankful, and, and you're looking down your roadmap. You're not looking back and, and like you said, reflecting on the past things that have given you grief or whatever, because there's a lot of things that, that gave you happiness that, you know, you could think about too. But most of the time when we think about the past, we think about, you know, the things that have hurt us and the things that have given us given us all kind of problems and stuff like that. We reflect right. on that. But you can't go forward if you're thinking about backwards. You know, if I'm looking in the rearview mirror, I can't go forward. You know, this is this is cleansing, you know, to to, to give thanks is cleansing. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, as as a trainer, you know, of the mind and the body, I want you to be cleansed. You know, it's it's kind of like we'll we'll do we'll take we'll detox our body to try to get all the toxins out, but we don't detox ourselves spiritually. Mm. That's true. That's true. So, Coach Tony, I know our time is limited. Um, this time. Next Monday we'll be back together again, but our assignment for this week is to, and you tell me exactly what we're doing over this next week till we see you again. If you're exercising, keep exercising, but your your assignment this week is just take some time and go by yourself, you know, whether you want to put music on or whatever, and just give thanks to, you know, to to the things. Think about the things that, that you have, think about the abilities that God has given you. Think about all those your family, the you know, uh, the knuckleheads too. You know that's still a blessing to you. They're still your family. You know, think about think about the 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 ability that you have to be healthy. If you're not healthy, think about the ability that you have to get healed. I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff to be thankful for. And the reason that, you know, we can win the fight is because we're still breathing, you know, and that's the real main thing to be thankful for is the fact that we're we're here, you know, we're still alive because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are not in the fight anymore. And some of them have won it and gone to heaven and some of them have lost and go to hell. We don't know. We'll find out when we get there. But the bottom line is we're still here, so we're still in the test. We We should be thankful for that. Right. So that's the assignment. All right, all right. Well, being thankful, keep exercising. Thank you, Coach, until we meet next week, all right? You have a good one, and have a great You too. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. You too. All right, getting ready for politics with Valerie's son. Are you there? Are you ready? (laughs) I am here. I am ready. And, um, as you just stated, we could not have a more beautiful day here in the city of Charlotte. It's probably about yeah. 70, 72 degrees here. So it's certainly a beautiful uh-huh. day and a, uh, a great day to uh, discuss several things that happened kind of in a, a really in a moment. But since we're um, trying to take very historical here and things um, that will be noted, we'll look back on this show. But one of the things that we certainly are waiting on today as uh, the grand jury has reached a decision in Ferguson, Missouri. But as we go on the air right now at about 345, 350, they have not exactly announced what the decision will be. 
So we do know for a fact that only thing the grand jury in Ferguson has reached a decision. Of course, real quickly, everyone knows about our officer Darren Wilson and the shooting of Mike Brown uh, back in Ferguson, Missouri, over the summer. We have spoken on the show about how the indictments work, about how this takes place, about how it was going to be a long process. It certainly wasn't something that was going to happen overnight. We had the protesters marching. We had all the things that took place that many of us have been aware of. I guess you would have to be almost on the rock not to be aware of. But now we have come to uh-huh. the of it. So, so as we speak on next Monday, we certainly will know what the ramifications are of that decision. It's going to go one way or the other. There's going to be uh, unrest, I think, either way. And we certainly will see what will take place in Ferguson. But we should know, uh, by the, certainly by the time you go to bed tonight, probably by the time you eat dinner, we should know exactly what is going to take place, whether or not Officer Dan Wilson will, in fact, be indicted. And what will it be indicted of? Will it be first-degree murder? Will it be, as was the case here in Charlotte, as we talked about with the police officer here? So there are uh, a number of different things that could have taken place with the decision. But all we know as of this moment, a decision has been reached in Ferguson. And again, by the time you uh, go to bed tonight, you certainly should know what the results of that um, decision is. An interesting thing happened on last week, which is always interesting to me, is that we heard from our president. And I think it's never something that should be taken lightly, because obviously he doesn't speak every day or every week. So whenever the president comes out, it's kind of like when somebody comes to your house to speak, they're not just coming to talk. Usually they got something to say. There's a reason that they're here. And uh, the president laid out his plan to unveil the U.S. immigration system, which is the main reason he came out and spoke. Um, he's going to kind of ex- uh, really test the extent of his ability to use his executive action, which is what he pointed to his chest and said he would do if he had to. He had already had several meetings where he had tried to come up with a uh, proposal for immigration and immigration reform, and it was unsuccessful in doing so. So now he comes out and says, look, this is what the plan is, this is what I intend on doing, and if necessary, he is going to use this executive action, which simply means he is going to execute as president things he's going to put in place, and this is what's going to happen regardless of the vote, and then they'll go back and forth with them to see what can take place. Because it's always easier, once again, when everyone's in unison, but for whatever reason, President Obama's had a, a multitude of issues, a litany of issues he's put out, and there's been a lot of uh, discrepancy between himself and the Republican-led Senate on getting resolutions. Again, um, you kind of put out, I want apples, they say you want oranges. You say the car is black, they say the car is white. That's kind of how it's been with many of the things he's put out over the last few years, and more so will be the case, as we talked about here on the show, that now we have even more Republicans in office. And we're going to see more and more of this, it appears, as we approach 2016 and the end of President Obama's tenure as president. So we do have um, a full year and a half of this, uh, and we'll see exactly how that goes. But in his speech, he laid out a broad three-point plan for immigration reform. First thing he wants to do is provide border security with additional resources that's going to make it easier and faster for highly skilled immigrants to stay and contribute to our economy. He also wanted to offer opportunities for some of the undocumented immigrants to avoid deportation, meaning that many of them that are here already to avoid deportation, they want to go through a much easier process because his, his belief is that many of them are already here working and contributing to the American society, and they're not causing any issues. So now we've got to find a way for them to be able to pay taxes and do the things that normal Americans do. They obviously want to be here, and they have a right to be here under the belief of the president. And again, he wants to make it easier and faster for many of these very skilled immigrants who come in and actually have skills. I certainly know they have skills that I don't have. We all laugh and joke when we see them working on roofs and fixing houses, and we see them out in the yards, and we always kind of, uh, I guess one way or another, kind of make jokes or make, make comments about how hard they work and what many of the immigrants are here doing. But many of them, like I say, are more skilled than myself and many people that I know, but I certainly want to climb up on the roof and get started working on one. Or I certainly want to do some of the things I've seen them do. 
most of the people that I know to do those things take courses and classes to learn the proper way to do it. So it is something when we see uh, people that either are immigrants or we believe are immigrants here doing work and doing quality work in a lot of cases. And, again, not getting any – they're not benefiting a lot from it, nor are the American citizens. Now, under the plan, undocumented immigrants who have lived in the United States for five years or more have children who are citizens or legal residents formally registered. They're going to pass a criminal background check, and they're willing to pay their fair share of taxes. We'll be able to stay in this country without any fear of deportation, which has been the main thing we all always say we're going to laugh and call the immigration office. We're going to do this, but now under this plan, they will be have all the rights that I have. They've been everything here in this country, provided they're able to do those things. Like I said, certainly, and they've already been in five years or more. Again, they have children that are citizens, because that's always the tricky issue, is when you're here illegally, but once your child is born in America, of course, they are an American citizen. So now do you deport the parents back and leave the child who has every right in the world to be here? But then, of course, you don't want him to be here without his parents, or do you force this American citizen to go back to the country with his parents? But again, that child has every right, as you and I have. A child born today in the hospital has every right that I have. So that's what has always kind of been a tricky thing. Um, now, deportation went up 80% over the last six years, meaning that many of these, people, many of these uh, individuals were being stopped and sent back, deported. They come back, as we always know, many of them go in. They spend time in Mexico or other countries that are boarding the United States, and they're able to come back in. Um, the president addressed criticism his proposal. Flipping that charge that the White House plan would amount to an amnesty for some undocumented immigrants, and they may get some in. The Associated Press previously reported that the rules could impact up to 5 million of the 11 million undocumented immigrants believed to be residing in the United States. The crooks of the White House plans to protect undocumented parents of children born in the United States from deportation, which, again, I think will be the most significant part. But imagine having a child or two children that are American citizens. Let's say they're five years old and three years old. You catch their parents, and now you say the parents have got to go back. Well, what's going to happen to these small children who, again, are American citizens? So it's kind of difficult to force them to go to another country where they weren't born in that country, not familiar with that country. And, again, they're just as much American citizens as you and I. Um, Republicans have kind of balked or, or, or basically dared President Obama to use his executive action, but they criticized and overreached the presidential powers. So I don't know any other way to say it. And as the kids say, they tried it, but they are guests coming out there and actually telling President Obama that if he's going to use executive power, go ahead and use it. Go ahead and do what you think you have to do. And that we're going to be here on the other side to fight tooth and nail for what we believe in. So you're going to have a very interesting situation with the Democrats. Now, the Senate did pass an immigration reform bill last year. But, again, the Republican-controlled House has not taken up the law for folks. In a video about President Obama recently had, he spoke about his actions and said he wouldn't replace the need for legislation and he would continue to work with Congress to pass a comprehensive deal that would please everyone. So, again, that seems to be what's going back and forth with the president. Each time he comes out now, there is uh, a discrepancy over certain things that he has put in place that are no longer in place or that are not as easily put in because of the Senate. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel headed in his resignation on Monday. Now, the first cabinet-level casualties are kind of the Democratic majority in the Senate and the struggles of the national security team to respond to an onslaught of global crisis. Now, in announcing Hagel's resignation from the state dining room on Monday, the president, who had Hagel standing right beside him, as well as uh, Vice President Biden, called Hagel critical to us in the military. It was a significant period of transition. And he talked about uh, the young Army sergeant from Vietnam who rose to serve as America's 24th Secretary of Defense. He called Hagel no ordinary Secretary of Defense, and that he had been in the dirt of combat like no other defense chief, which is true. He's the first one to ever actually be in combat. He said that Hagel would remain on the job until his successor is confirmed by the Senate. 
Administration officials said the president made the decision to remove Hagel, the sole Republican-owned his national security team, on Friday after a series of meetings between the two over the past two weeks. So we certainly are going to look amongst many other changes that have already taken place and they are going to take place. You see a situation now where you have a new, or you're going to have a new, um, Secretary of Defense. And um, whenever those things happen, there's always many names and many people that are going to be speculated and people are going to be brought up. Um, there was possibility on the list of Michael Flory, who was the former Undersecretary of Defense, and Ashton Carter, who was the former Deputy Secretary of Defense. And they were less than two years on the job. Many of his detractors said he struggled to inspire confidence at the Pentagon in the matter of his predecessors, especially uh, Robert Gates. But several of uh, the President's top advisors over the past few weeks have also acknowledged privately that the President did not want another high-profile defense secretary in the mold of Gates who went on to write a memoir of his years with the President in which he sharply criticized the President. So that's always something that you have to be very careful of, very cognizant of, when you have someone of another uh, set. I guess uh, I'm a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're working hand-in-hand with me. Then, of course, things don't go right or when you get out. You didn't decide to write a book or do anything. So, of course, he wants someone, I guess, more so on his side, I guess that you would say. I certainly would be remiss if I didn't spend at least a moment or so speaking of uh, Mary and Mary. Many of us, uh, yep. I think everyone pretty much knows who Mary and Mary is, the former mayor of um, Washington, D.C., and someone who was very, very significant in the civil rights movement. Uh, I think many times what happened, of course, in 1990, when we saw the video and him with the crack pipe and actually lighting the crack pipe. Yeah. Uh, it's something yeah. that's going to always kind of, I guess, stand by his name. It's something that people are always going to talk about, joke about, and be about. And it's unfortunate for many of us that uh, small things we do in a small amount of time could overshadow all the good things we do. And I guess that's a lesson yeah. in all of this for not only people of our age, but even younger people, older people, whatever. You have to always be aware and cognizant of the things you do because, again, something like that is what we always talk about. I even read some articles where they had former crack bear, and they talked about the crack pipe, and that's all they wanted to discuss. Yeah. And they didn't bring up so many things he's done, including the sit-ins, and the many, many things he's done in civil rights to get to that point. Now, he was a tireless advocate for people in Washington, D.C. He created jobs mm-hmm. for generations of black families. Uh, he was kind of the ultimate D.C. politician. Uh, despite everything that happened now, he did die on Sunday at the age of 78 years old after being released from a hospital uh, a day earlier. It is believed at this point that he died naturally of heart problems that were caused by high blood pressure and kidney disease. Uh, they believe that was a contributing factor because he did have a kidney transplant about four years ago. Now, again, he made his name for himself, for himself down in the South as a leader of the Civil Rights Movement and brought a first advocacy in D.C. Uh, throughout North Carolina, he done this throughout Virginia as well as D.C., but mainly there to support and fight the free the city to manage his own city affairs, not through Congress. That legacy was remembered Sunday at the White House upon news of his death. President Obama talked about uh, Mary Barry being born to sharecropper's son, who came of age during the Civil Rights Movement and became a fixture in D.C. politics for decades. During his decades in elected office in D.C., he put in place historical programs for lifting people out of poverty, expanding opportunities, and beginning the real promise of home rule. Barry's work for the Civil Rights Movement brought him to Washington, D.C., where he was elected to city council in 1974. Four years later, he defeated incumbent mayor Walter Washington in the Democratic primary and went on to easily win the general election. His early years in office were marked by improvement in many city services and dramatic expansion of government payroll. He raided five, five very thriving black middle class in the nation's capital, and he established summer job programs that gave many young people their first work experience and earned him uh, political capital. I mean, we could go on over many of the things, but he was elected several times after the incident in 1990, which is 
another thing I guess we can all kind of harp on, because even though at his lowest point he was able to get out, he was able to come back, and basically he was right back to where he was, thanks to the help of the citizens of D.C. It's not like he just came and stepped back on city council. They went back to the polls and strong numbers and were able to elect him back. He, is a, uh, he had a six-month term in federal prison for the incident in 1990 mainly because the jury had deadlocked on many accounts. They only were able to convict him on one single count of drug possession, which carries a six-month uh, sentence. Um, a few months after his arrest, again, the longtime civil rights advocate and educator, uh, Roger Wilkins even talked about many of the things he had done, so I just could go on and on about Barry Barry. I certainly wanted to mention uh, many of the, you know, the great things he's done and just emphasize the importance of one or two mistakes, whatever they may be, or intentional, how they can change so many things that have uh, taking place and not going to have such effects on you. Um, Tim Moore, here in uh, North Carolina, Tim Moore, Keys Mountain, was nominated on Saturday by his fellow Republicans as the Speaker of the North Carolina House, put him in line to be one of the three most powerful leaders in North Carolina. Now, Moore scored a first ballot victory at House Republicans gathered in Asheville to choose a successor to Tom Tillis, who, of course, was elected to the U.S. Senate. He was one of six lawmakers, including three from the Charlotte area that were running for the job. Though a full House will elect a speaker in January, the GOP choice is a heavy favorite in the party, well, the party, which continues to have a very strong majority. Now, along with Governor Pat McCrory and Senator Leader Phil Berger, who are both Republicans, Moore would automatically become one of the state's most powerful elected officials. And again, he'd probably, be, if you look at the total poll, he'd be about third in line. The Republican caucus is united and ready to continue forward, he told reporters, and he is ready to go forward. It's very interesting that Tom Moore was uh, added as successor. Outgoing Republican Representative Ruth Saverson from Charlotte. Many of us are familiar with Ms. Saverson. Uh, once considered the possibility to become North Carolina's first female speaker at a new job, she's announced that she will launch the Southeast Regional Branch of Excellence in giving a philanthropic advisory firm. So she is uh, taking a step back from politics, at least uh, briefly. G.K. Uh, Butterfield, uh, of course, at Wilson is back in the news. This time he is uh, the new leader of the Congressional Black Caucus. He was appointed as such on Wednesday. Now, he promised to hold a group of African-American lawmakers together as the conscience of Congress. Now, the 45-member Congress is nonpartisan, but most of his members have been Democrats. The last Republican member was Representative Allen of West of Florida, who left Congress after losing the election in 2012. Senator Tim Scott, of course, we've talked about on the show many times, a black Republican of South Carolina, chose not to join, even though he was offered and contacted several times. Two black conservative Republicans, Mia Love of Utah, and Will Hurd of Texas were elected to their first terms in the House in November. The Butterfield said he'd reach out to them and, of course, welcome them to the group. The caucus is dedicated to universal access of education, health care, technology, capital, and decent-paying jobs. Butterfield is known in Washington as behind-the-scenes strategist for the caucus and House Democrats. He served in the Democratic House leadership as a chief deputy whip, a job that requires knowing what lawmakers think and trying to get them to vote with the party leadership, basically swaying them your way. One of his key issues has been working to renew the Voting Rights Act. The Supreme Court in 2013 struck down a section of the landmarks of the 1965 Civil Rights Law that designated parts of the country that must obtain federal clearance for any proposed changes in state uh, voting laws. Now, the Republican-led House has not moved legislation to make fixes in the legislation, but Butterfield said he'd keep fighting. Voting rights is a personal matter for the 67-year-old lawmaker. So it goes back many, many decades with... Mr. Butterfield, many of us are aware again of many of the prominent things he's done. Uh, we could go on and on with a list of that. But um, it is good to see that Mr. Butterfield is now leading the Congressional Black Caucus. 
a few other things before we get out. One that uh, the cost of pressure seems to have risen again, or risen is like the head of this thing. Um, the state flag flying in South Carolina, flying of the flag on the state house dome, has given the impression that the state is still ruled under that flag. And there are many that are opposed and are angry and upset uh, just to the mere fact that that flag still flies. A poll was taken by uh, several professors at Winthrop University. And that results showed that nearly a third of South Carolinians have kind of a neutral feeling about the flag. Nearly 60% of uh, African Americans felt the flag negatively represented the state as well as themselves. 37% of whites felt positively about the flag, with about 25% of them feeling negatively. The main issue on the flag has always been exactly what to do with this flag and where to put it. Many of us remember, well, I guess where to put it may not be the right way, but many of us remember when the White House, I mean, I'm sorry, when the State House had the flag hanging high. And as you came into Columbia, South Carolina, and as you approached the governor's mansion, you saw the State House, you saw the flag hanging for miles and miles away before you could even approach it. Then it was removed around 2000 after a boycott was laid for South Carolina by the NAACP that had significant uh, an effect because many black organizations refused to do anything in the state of South Carolina. There was some basketball tournaments moved out. There was some other events that were moved out of the state of South Carolina. But then the flag was taken from the very top of the state house and put right in the entrance. So now when you go to Columbia, South Carolina, as I've gone several times to come up, now the flag kind of standing right there as you go up the steps and as you're about to go in, there's a flag as well as several others that are very visible downtown in Columbia, South Carolina. Well, of course, the issue has always been many of us know or should know. As I talk to more and more people, I'm kind of amazed these days how many people are not aware of some of our history. But as you should know, you know, the kind of history of the Confederate flag, uh, many of you don't know what part, but may not be aware. The Dukes of Hazzard flag is what we all call it, the young generation called it. It's a flag that they had on the Dukes of Hazzard flag. But it's the Confederate flag with the stars and stripes. What happens with it is that um, the uh, issue is going to go back to Congress, going to go back to the House in South Carolina to actually make the decision on what, if anything, will be done with this state flag. Because, again, it has divided so many citizens in the state of South Carolina for many years. And each time it is about fourth, it comes forth with different, uh, with varying differences as far as how people feel about it. Again, in the African-American community, it's something that has clear because of the divide. It's clearly caused um, opposition. And it's something that is because each and every time there's a Martin Luther King Day march that happens each year in the state of Columbia. That is where it begins, ends, and, again, the this, this, this topic was so much discussion. So we are going to absolutely see what happens. They're looking at new proposals to actually put something in place that can kind of appease more people. Governor Nikki Haley has already uh, addressed it. It's been brought to her attention more so by the, um, in October, the Democratic State Senator Mr. Sheehan, who was her opponent, and state representative Rocky Sellers. They're part of other for candidates for governor and lieutenant governor, respectively, trying to make the flag a campaign issue heading into the November general election. In response, Governor Haley's campaign accused Sheehan, who never had filed legislation to move the flag, for playing politics for the sensitive issue. So we'll see if that, in fact, moves and takes place does in the interstate of South Carolina. But that's certainly something I will uh, report more and more as we get closer to some type of resolution or perhaps a resolution with the flag. And lastly, the Democratic National Committee on Monday announced three finalists to host the Democratic National Convention in 2016. It'll either be in New York City, it'll be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or it'll be in Columbus, Ohio. Two of the remaining cities on the list, Columbus and Philadelphia, are extremely important swing states, and that being Ohio and Pennsylvania, that could help decide the 2016 presidential contest. Now, New York City is in a political Democratic hotbed. It's also the home state, New York is, of 
Hillary Clinton, who many, many believe, although she's not formally announced, many believe she will, in fact, run for president in 2016. Birmingham, Alabama, and Phoenix, Arizona were also on a short list, but were eliminated during the most recent round of cuts. Now, the dates have yet to be set for the gathering, but the DNC announced Wednesday it is narrowed its window reach. It'll either be the week of July 18th, the week of July 25th, or the week of August 22nd. A July convention will be significantly earlier than the previous years. In 2012, the convention was held from September 4th to September 6th. Of course, many of us remember that here in Charlotte, the first week of September. In 2008, the gathering took place in Denver, Colorado, from August 25th to the 28th. The Republican National Committee is also looking to host an earlier convention in 2016. The committee has announced that this event will take place in Cleveland, Ohio, sometime in late June or mid-July. That is, in part, a strategic attempt to shorten the length of GLP primary session in order to bolster the eventual nominee leading up to general election, which is no secret. That's kind of clear what they're doing. If both the Democrat and Republican conventions are in July, they expect to see an awful lot of campaigning because they're going to have to go from July to November. So kind of ad nauseum, you're going to see many of the same commercials open or many the same thing if the facts are that early. One interesting thing on that is, of course, if they choose to do it in Cleveland, then you would have both conventions, which is extremely rare, in the same state. I'm sorry, in, in, uh, if it's done there then, if in fact it's in Columbus, you would have one convention in Columbus, Ohio, and one in Cleveland, Ohio, which would be uh, extremely rare, but something that could actually take place, and we will see, but we'll hear a soon announcement for what is going to take place with the convention. So kind of in a nutshell, that's some of the things that have taken place this week in politics. Uh, there are other things we could certainly mention and talk about, but I think we need to hit some of the main stories, of course, with uh, what happened with the president's speech, with um, what's going to take place here locally, with some of the things that are changing, what's taking place in South Carolina, and, of course, uh, reminiscing for a few moments about uh, the late, wonderful Mary Berry. So as we uh, wrap up another week, it's always uh, easy and always fun when you go back and listen to some of the shows, not only my show, but many of the other shows that I heard on this uh, on this great air. That, uh, you do so by going to my, my favorite app. The app that I go to the most on my phone, this needs to be said, uh, downloaded it quite a while ago. So I'm able to go to it. I'm able to listen again, not only to my show, but many other shows that you hear over here as they take place each and every week. You can get to find me. It's going on Facebook. You go to Valerie Sun, B-A-L-E-R-I-E-S-O-N. And on going so you will see uh, Talk of Politics. And when you look to Talk of Politics, you will see different things that have been posted on the show. Different articles have been posted, as well as things that uh, take place in general. You can also leave questions there and hopefully receive answers. <laughs> so hopefully, but mostly you will receive answers and get new information each and every time that you do so. Wow. Yeah, that is our favorite our favorite app. I'm going to ask you this because you're not going to be on the show later on this week when we talk about this um, topic. But, of course, you cannot miss it unless you've been under a rock um, about Dr. Bill Cosby. You must have been that one person under the rock. Right, right. No, uh, such, a, such a politician's answer, right? Such a politician's answer. something takes place, No, but uh, uh, I guess I'll take my politician hat off for a second. In, in all seriousness, um, I have seen, of course, her many of the things with uh, with Dr. Cosby, and in, in hearing and doing so again, many of us uh, are quick to judgment, which I think is just a natural response when that takes place. You, you kind of. You know, you see things, you hear things. Now, again, it is easy to jump to conclusions, especially when the numbers are rise as high as they are. It reminds me so much of the uh, situation with Michael Jackson, where it started out with just a 
few people. And then, of course, accusations yeah. began to get larger and larger, and then people started forming their opinions. The only thing I guess I would say is I do want to emphasize that just because a settlement takes place, as I've seen myself personally, does not necessarily mean an accusation of guilt. Did anything happen, uh, you know, it's hard to say. None of us would know, especially when that many people come out. And at the time, and still today, Mr. Cosby was a very powerful man, and he is today, but he certainly was 20, 25, 30 years ago. So uh, for this many people to come out of the world where you think where there's smoke, there's fire, you certainly think that there's something. And we'll see if there's ever actually go to trial and what it's like if people want. Many of them have come out and say, I saw that lady from uh, L.A. Long. I think they're not L.A. Long, sorry, from the show that's on right now. The criminal law show that comes out and she stated. Law and order. Then law and order with the, with the black lady there, yeah. She came out and yeah. stressed or expressed some of the things that happened and what took place. But she also stated that she wasn't hoping to gain anything by this. She doesn't want to sue him, doesn't want any money, doesn't want anything. She's simply showing support for the other people who she believes went through what she went through. So, you know, you have people that want somebody to live, something that don't. It just seems very um, rare because, again, we all know that where there's smoke, there's fire. So if 17, 18 people, whatever the number may be now, have come out with this many accusations, you figure there's got to be something there. It's just a matter of, you know, in the famous words of Denzel Washington, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And we'll see how that how that transpires. Uh-huh. But it certainly uh-huh. is something that's uh, – a very, very debatable situation. It's something a lot of people are talking about. Because, again, so many yeah. of us uh, looked up to and, and respected uh, Mr. Cosby. But, again, this is not the first time we've heard about this. I have been right. aware of these accusations right. and things over the years. It's just nothing that to this magnitude where we have to talk about it. Yeah. So we will spend some time. I have some people just joining in some different Facebook conversations, some people who support him. They're mixed emotions. They don't know. They don't want to believe it. You have some people right. who are speaking adamantly about the accusers, and even um, some people kind of, uh, they kind of got at me because they were like, I can't believe you as a woman are, you know, even showing any compassion for him. And I told them, I said, I'll share my story on my show. So in a couple of days, for those of you who know me, know my story just a little bit, but I'm going to share it. How is it that I could be a victim as the word they want to use? That's not my word. Um of sexual assault in some way, shape, form, or fashion, as well as how can I have compassion for the people who sexually assaulted me. And one girl today, she was saying she broke down 18 years ago. She just remembered. Someone mentioned the person's name, and it flooded back into her. And I said, I can feel the pain of the person who's a victim, and I can also feel the pain of the person who caused that person to be a victim. And there's so much information out there. Hurt people hurt other people. If I'm hurting, all I'm trying to do is make my pain go away, and I think that I'm making it go away by this behavior or this thing, not consciously thinking that, but that doesn't excuse. Something did happen. I'm not saying he didn't do anything. That's not what I'm saying. I kept repeating that, but people have their side. They are adamant about what side they stand on. So we're going to spend some time talking because it's unfortunate as I'm going through doing more research and just kind of reminiscing because we got the Cosby kids, we got Little Bill, we got the stand-up comedy that he does, that he has done. Fat Albert. We got him being – yeah, yeah, even the Fat Albert movie. We got um, Mm – Different world, so cause the kids to go to college. I mean, so he has been a huge part of our lives, and now we find out an ugly truth about him. That's when you know if you really love somebody and you can really support them when you find out the ugly truth about them. But we're ready to throw him under a bus. He needs to be, you know, you know, public opinion is out here. So what I want to know is why now, and then I want to know what is it that the court of public opinion wants from this resurfacing of information because it's not that it wasn't known. 
It's just that it wasn't able to be sensationalized like it is today because social media wasn't like it is now. If there was right. any kind of online communication, there it, it's not at all like what we have now. Right now you can go and do a Google search, hashtag search, and find anything you want on anybody. And he's 77 now, I believe, and so he was yes. supposed to have a new program come out next year, and he's America's favorite um, African-American dad. So, so many issues, so much good stuff out here. And then we have these women who are accusing him. That does not mean I don't think anything happened, but I've also been 20 years old before, and I've also had friends that were 20 years old before, and even not dealing with someone as powerful as Dr. Cosby, the things you'll do to get ahead, and if that doesn't work out, the Bible even says there's nothing worse <laughs> than the wrath of a woman scorned. So I don't know if there's a mix of that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. And I even. I even go a little bit further. Consider this: when we go out to clubs, clubs, men buy women drinks to relax them, to get them in the mood so they can, you know, get a little more confidence and, and approach the woman and ask them for what they really want. So slipping them a drug is just an added thing. Maybe that was a fetish of his. I don't know. But when you're young. You're willing to do almost anything if it's going to mean that you're going to have a little fun or you're going to get ahead in life. So I don't know. And I'm looking at the accusers. These were not African-American women. So if this happened back in 65, he should have been erased. Emmett Till looked at a woman, I believe it was. Did he look at her or who he, he was accused of winking at her, yeah. whistling at her, yeah. and he got killed. Yeah. Help me out. So there's so much controversy around this, but I think all of what I just said is a smokescreen. I want to know what the real story is. I want to know and, what and, we're really covering up. Because I mean, yeah, we're exposing him again, but what are we what are we hoping to um, gain from this as public opinion? But then I'm trying to figure out for the people because this this happened with an up and coming comic, Hannibal Burris, and from my understanding, the comic circuit they already knew about this. This is something they already knew. It's not new news even in their circle. But he happened to right. put it in one of his stand ups, and here we are. So we're going to talk about right. that on Wednesday. And um, we're going to let people have their say. It needs to be said. It's a huge elephant in the room because we have mixed emotions about it. We want to love them, but then we also want to, you know, send out, you know, support to those who feel like they were victimized about it. And I have lots of questions because if you were victimized by it and it's really destroyed your life, did you start an organization to help others? Because at this late in the game, 30 years later, who are you helping? Who are you helping to um, feel like, you know, they're not out there alone? Because these aren't 20-year-olds anymore. These are people who have had careers, gone off to get married. They're doing different things now. So what, what's I, I got to know what what's why now? What's going on? So that is the the roundtable discussion we're going to have on Wednesday, right before being thankful, right before Thanksgiving. Um, just find letting people have their say because a lot of people are mixed on this topic. They don't want to believe it, and for those who do believe it, they're angry. They're angry, and then they're more angry. He's not saying anything in the interviews. Right. So. It's a lot going on here. So um, I can see it from all three sides, his side, their side, and the true side. And um, I'd like to see what comes out in the wash. But in the meantime, we're going to allow people to have their say. But anyway, politics, politics. I'm I'm glad you brought up Mary and Barry because uh, I understand that the OWN Network uh, did a, a, a documentary on him, and he was not able to make it because he passed away. Um, and it was something that he was obviously excited about from what they said on Twitter. So if you have yeah. not seen it or you don't know anything about the Twitter party or the watch party they were going to have on the OWN Network, go to OWN.com and uh, do a search for Mary and Barry so that you can see the 
the documentary that they did on him. It's unfortunate that it could take, and we say one small negative thing or one negative thing that can wipe away all the good that a person does. That's unfortunate, um, but this is us in human nature, right? Unfortunately, it is. Now, again, this is a man who did many, many things in civil rights. He's got countless hours from the sit-ins on to the things he done once he got uh, became an elected official. I mean, many, many things uh-huh. he's done for African Americans, especially in the D.C. area, which is so heavily uh, populated with African Americans, especially in the 70s and 80s when times were a lot tougher, even than they are today in a lot of cases. He was a man who spoke uh-huh. out, who made so many changes for the people of D.C. And again, even after that, was elected in the office four other times. Other people going to the polls because he was such a popular and uh, figure in D.C. Yes, he did many, many great things. Mhm. Yeah, and I think we need to have a self check. We need to check ourselves. Is what I want to say, because we we do not allow a person to live something down. It may go away, and we talk about something else, but we do not forgive. We don't. We don't forget. We don't forgive, and we don't allow a person to restore themselves. Not quickly, anyway. Right. And it's interesting right. in our personal interactions. If I did something to you and you bring it up five minutes from now, a week from now, a year from now, I'm like, are you still talking about that? When are we going to let that go? But we do not let it go for our entertainers because we've created them into gods and we put them on a pedestal. And that's what happens with our, our politicians and with our entertainment industry. We, we have, they failed us. We feel like they owe us something. So I think we need to check ourselves and, and look at these things again because they are people too. They're people too. And just like in our personal lives, we don't want our good to be erased because we've done some messed up things. Um, that They're asking for the same thing. It doesn't make it right or wrong, but they're asking for the same thing. So <sighs> the mighty do fall pretty hard. I'm going to let you get out of here. Enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family, and we'll see you back here on next Monday, all right? Absolutely. I appreciate it. I'll definitely be listening on Wednesday. All right. Yeah, and you can definitely um, have your say if you choose to call in. All right. <laughs> Let me know. All right. All right. So I came across a website recently that I want to recommend to anyone who invests money in the stock market. It's called AIMKTS.com, and it is not about investing <coughs> in the stock market. I don't know about you, but I am tired and concerned about the yo-yo nature of the stock market. The good news is that there are investment options other than the stock market. The bad news is that getting accurate and unbiased information about these investments has always been very difficult. That's where AIMKTS.com comes in. I think of AIMKTS.com as consumer reports for investors who want to learn about alternative assets. No ads from firms trying to sell you any investment product. No agenda other than educating investors. Try it and let us know what you think. That's A-I-M-K-T-S dot com. Not sure if college is right for you? Explore your options? Get the skills. Nicholas Wyman is the author of Job You, How to Find Wealth and Success by Developing the Skills Companies Actually Need. On sale January 2015. Pre-order the book and register to receive the first chapter in Advice and Career Resources you can use right now. Pre-order offer available at jobubook.com. That's job, the letter U, book.com. Let's talk for just a minute about debt. 
Most people carry some debt, but unfortunately, most people don't realize the devastating effect that even a small amount of debt can have on their financial lives. Well, here's a way to educate yourself and learn about an easy, automatic, guaranteed plan to wipe out your debt once and for all. Go to www.o2own.com to get all the details. That's O-W-E, the number 2, O-W-N, dot com, or call 828-541-1196. Take control of your finances and your life now. O-to-own.com. Are you a food distributor or a buyer for grocery chains, restaurant chains, or hotels? If so, you must log on to belgopacific.com. Belgo Pacific is your exclusive wholesaler of Le Parmentier, prime chocolates, truffles, and pralines. BelgoPacific.com also carries Graciela Mediterranean Extra Virgin Olive Oil and Sonoma Valley Select Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Get your wholesale account set up today at BelgoPacific.com.
thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.